أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله تبارك وتعالى وسلم على سيدنا محمد سيدنا وسندنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وضرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد Alhamdulillah, by Allah Ta'ala's fadl, we've made it to this Mubarak second night of Ramadan. Uh, we didn't have a majlis in the first night because I was tied up with some fiqh issues regarding the moon sighting uh, for the first of Ramadan. And Alhamdulillah, whatever day you started Ramadan, uh, whether your first fast day uh, was Saturday, or your first fast day shall be uh, Sunday. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it Mubarak for you. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept it from you. Uh, Alhamdulillah, by Allah's fadl, the masajid are open in most places after two years of some sort of restriction or another, depending on the locality. Um, some restrictions were harsher than others. Uh, but uh, Alhamdulillah, mashallah, by Allah's fadl, uh, we heard uh, the Imam recite Khudu Zinatakum Inda Kulli Masjidin that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in his book that take uh, uh, your beauty and beautify yourselves in every masjid and every house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that particular set of ayat uh, which uh, speak about one of the objectives of our civilization as Muslims, which is to establish places of prayer and to populate them, not as a means to an end in order to get something else, but as the end itself, that we should establish these places and we should fill them, uh, not just with bodies uh, and with numbers, um, but with nur and with longing for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And with the Salat, a Salat which connects the slave to the Lord, and with prayers and with sincerity, and with the fear of the Lord. And Alhamdulillah, MashaAllah, this connection which has been constrained in the proximate world of causes and effects due to pandemic and due to uh, legal restrictions but in the ultimate sense everything is done by Allah Ta'ala Allah has a nidham and a system in his taqween and the uh, creation uh, and the sustaining and the making and fashioning of the creation in the way that he desires and for whatever reason in his hikmah uh, Possibly it's for some a test and for others a punishment and for some a means to get closer to him in a relief and for others uh, a, a, a constraining. And for whatever reason Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose that these masajid should be in part restricted from people or in whole in some cases for the last two years. And alhamdulillah it's such a great blessing that they're open again. So for that reason I wanted to... Uh, speak a few minutes in this first night uh, about the Salat and about what we should be looking for through it 
when we attend the congregations, when we go uh, and attend the uh, the five daily prayers, and uh, thereafter, the salat tarawih, uh, that we should have a little bit of a reminder. Allah Taala says in His book, "Fadhkir inna ma anta mudhkir." Allah Taala says, "Dhkir fa inna dhikratan faul mu'minina." He says that remind because you are not but a reminder. Uh, and he says, and remind, because verily the reminder is beneficial for the believers. Uh, a small section from the Matan of Al-Akhdari, a very Mubarak uh, a very Mubarak text. It's the introductory and first text in Maliki Fiqh that any student uh, who wishes to learn Fiqh will read. Sadly, uh, arrogant and haughty people uh, nowadays skip these texts. Uh, and because of that, they become losers. And I'm one of those losers. I remember I went straight into the Risala and I didn't read this text. Uh, I later on read it and wanted to hit myself in the head. I said, there's so much nur and there's so much barakah. And there's so much fiqh actually um, in this introductory text. And it's exactly the fiqh that you need to know um, as a person who's going to practice the deen. Um, but such is the mindset of people who are looking for something, but they don't know what it is exactly that what they're looking for. Uh, they may pass by the very thing that they need uh, um, and keep keep on pushing, keep on pushing in order to puff themselves up with uh, empty achievements. But those empty achievements are like I like to remind uh, uh, my children who are in their local Taekwondo practice when they get excited about getting a new stripe and a new belt, they say, Alhamdulillah, mashallah, congratulations, you got your new stripe or you got your new color belt. And I go, if you get into a fight with somebody and you can't defend yourself, you can't punch them, uh, uh, your uh, belt color is not going to help you. Uh, just like a person who gets a degree, uh, but they don't know how to do what it is they need to in life. Um, their degree is not going to help them. Their uh, money is not going to help them. When you're in your grave, you're not going to be able to uh, eat your money, uh, nor is it going to bring you any comfort uh, from those types of things that uh, are going to be plaguing a great number of people at that time. May Allah Ta'ala have mercy on us uh, in any and all of those above-mentioned situations. Uh, and so sometimes what happens is we pass by those things that are the thing that we were looking for the whole time and are the things that we needed the whole time. And I feel like the Matan al-Akhdari is one of those things and I feel like the Salat is one of those things. And how fitting that the Matan al-Akhdari has uh, such uh, beautiful and such detailed and such needed things to say about the Salat. Uh, in in the fine tradition of the Ahl sunnah wal-Jama'ah, which connects the Islam and the Iman and the Ihsan together, um, the the fiqh and the uh, aqidah and the tasawwuf together uh, to the point where they're like uh, inseparable like the three dimensions the x y and z axis are inseparable from one another when dealing with the real world tangible objects um, akhbari takes a, 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 a some lines in his matan in order to explain something about the salat while uh, in the midst of explaining its mechanics and explaining its fara'id and its sunan and its uh, uh, wajibat and in its mustahabbat. Uh, he says, Rahimahullah uh, ta'ala, describing this salat, which is again one of those things that we 
plow through it looking for something in life. And uh, oftentimes we forget or are completely heedless of the fact that it's the Salat that we've been looking for all along. And if it was that we were given this Salat, uh, we would realize that we were given everything. And anything else that we need will be fulfilled through the Salat. And uh, uh, if not, if we're heedless, then we'll you know, make the Salat into some sort of plaything on the side. Or into some sort of uh, uh, like a chore or task. Uh, to be uh, uh, completely completed quickly, or like the wrapper with the candy bar, something that you you know you take something else and then you throw the wrapper away to the side. Will have mercy on us and have mercy on the the complete heedlessness and cluelessness of our state. So Ahlari rahimullah Taala says he says Faslun this salati nurun alimun tushriqu bihi qulub al-musallin. Uh, he says, He says that the Salat, it possesses a magnificent light. Uh, such a light that uh, the hearts of those who pray, uh, uh, it's like the sun rising uh, uh, on them. You see that the night is dark. The blackness of the night, a person can barely see anything. That the magnificent light of the Salat is like the rising sun over the hearts of those who are praying. And this status is not uh, attained by, by anybody except for those who have khushur in their prayer, who have awe and humility uh, in their prayer. He says, he says that when you come to the prayer, empty your heart uh, from the dunya, from the material world. Uh, and the word dunya, you know, people use it to mean the material world. And that's definitely a meaning of it. Um, if you look at it from the sarf perspective, it's also an ism tafzil uh, um, of dana'a and dunu. Dunu means that thing which is uh, close, and dana'a is that thing which is uh, um, reviled or trashy or uh, uh, very little in value, very very mean in value. Uh, and so the dunya is the ism tafdil, it's the feminine superlative. Uh, uh, it can be the feminine superlative of both of them, that it's that thing in the feminine gender which is the closest to you and that thing which is the most reviled. Uh, and oftentimes, uh, at least one of those two meanings, and oftentimes both of those meanings are true at the same time when talking about the material world, that a person should uh, empty their heart uh, 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 of the dunya and that which is in it. Uh, and a person should focus and meditate uh, on he says meditate on your master uh, for uh, whose sake uh, for whose soul's sake you are and, and uh, for whose soul's sake you are praying literally for the sake of whose face you're praying um, which is both an expression meaning for his sake alone and and uh, uh, to the exclusion of others and it's quite literal in the sense that the people will see Allah Ta'ala in, in Jannah and it is for that vision of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala uh, in Jannah 
which is such a great gift and such a great honor um, and such a great prize that its very formulation and its very mention is somewhat of a tricky matter. It's considered a tricky matter for the mutakallimun, for the ulama of aqidah in the sense that it's such a great gift that Allah Ta'ala and great honor that Allah Ta'ala would give to the slave that he would allow uh, the slave to see his face. Um, that uh, that even to conceive of such a thing, there were many people who grappled with what does this mean. Uh, some in their grappling with uh, trying to make meaning of this uh, expression um, fell into the way of error like the Mu'tazila. Um, and it's just it's just an enormous honor. It's an enormous gift um, that overwhelms even the uqul, that over, overwhelms even the intellects to try to understand what does that mean? That for the sake of seeing his face, Jalla wa'ala, uh, on the day of judgment, um, you pray to him. And he says that you have to meditate on him, meaning you have to focus on him. You have to uh, uh, hone in on him um, and empty your heart of the dunya of anything other than him. And in that sense, there could be parts of the akhirah that are dunya um, in the context of this sentence. Uh, that there are angels and there's jannah and there's all sorts of other stuff uh, that may even be something you know that you'll be connected to in the akhirah. But you empty your heart of all of those things in order to meditate on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for whose soul's sake and for the sake of whose face uh, uh, you uh, are praying in the first place. He says, وَأَتَّقِدْ أَنَّ الصَّلَاةَ خُشُوعًا وَتَوَاضُعٌ لِلَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ And your i'tiqad, literally your aqidah, your belief with regards to what this salat is. What is this salat? Your belief with regards to this salat, your conception of what this salat is, is that you should conceive of it as khushu, as humility and awe and tawadu and humbleness, uh, humility uh, in front of Allah uh, or in for Allah, uh, exalted is He above blemish. Bil qiyami wa ruku'i wa sujudi. That through your standing and through your ruku', your genuflection and through your sujud, your prostration, that your salat is. A manifestation of what? Your khushur, your uh, uh, awe, and your tawadur, your humility for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This, of its, this in and of itself it merits just pausing for a moment and thinking. That next time I pray, what is it that I'm doing? Because this is an interesting, it's an interesting thing. Like what, does, what does a prayer mean to you in the first place? Um, when you sit in fiqh dars, uh, many people will tell you, okay, fine, you know, Fajr has two raka'ahs. What is Fajr? It's two raka'ahs. And what is a raka'ah? It has a qiyam, a standing, and it has a ruku', a genuflection, and it has a qiyam again, a standing, and then it has a, a sajda, um, two sajdas, in fact, two prostrations that are... Uh, you know, that have a sitting in the middle and then afterward, if it's the second or the third in Maghrib or the fourth uh, raka'ah, then there's another sitting and, you know, then there's a salam at the end and there's an Allahu Akbar in the beginning and etc., etc. What is the prayer? The prayer is made up of these parts. Interestingly enough, when somebody asks you for the definition of something, 
the definition of that thing is not given by naming its constituent parts. When somebody asks you in English, uh, what's a noun? And, and, and then they say, uh, or somebody says a person, place, or thing. That's not a definition of what a noun is. Those are examples of what a noun are. And uh, there are uh, nouns actually that are neither persons nor places. I guess whether you want to ask whether they're things or not, uh, n- you know, nothing is uh, uh, by definition not a thing, uh, nor is it a person, nor is it a place, but it is technically a noun. Um, and so, uh, you know, this, these are, A, they're not definitions, they're just examples, and they're hardly uh, exhaustive uh, lists of uh, uh, examples uh, anyway. Whereas if you ask an Arabic grammarian what an ism is, uh, he will tell you uh, something like, uh, so, uh, you know, a completely self-contained unit of, of meaning, uh, something that doesn't depend on time or tense or on uh, the relationship of one thing to another in order to give it meaning, but a complete uh, unit of meaning uh, in and of itself. And, uh, uh, you know, so we see like there's some philosophical impediments to the way that we look at things um, in this civilization, this dominant civilization, which has educated and raised us. Uh, if you're a person who uh, ostensibly is, mashallah, drank the tradition from uh, your mother's milk, you probably are not going to be listening to late night majlis on SoundCloud because you have other greater uh, ulama and mashayikh to hear from. But for those of us who were kind of brought up in this system or in the shadow of this system, even if uh, back in the Muslim world, um, there, there are these philosophical impediments, conceptual impediments to understanding what things are, that if somebody were to ask you what the salat is, uh, many people wouldn't be able to readily explain what it is. Um, they would say, okay, it's worship, or it's four rak'ahs, or it's two rak'ahs, or it's three rak'ahs, or whatever. Um, they would probably answer with what the constituent parts are, not necessarily to know what exactly the point of all of those things are. So Akhdari rahimahullah ta'ala, he says very explicitly, and this is again the first book of fiqh that anybody would read. Many of the people who read Akhdari are in fact children, uh, God bless those children and Allah Ta'ala give us also the understanding of those children as well before we pass from this world. He says that uh, That the Salat is awe and humility for the sake of Allah Ta'ala through the vehicle of standing and through the vehicle of genuflection and through the vehicle of prostration. And it is ijlal. Uh, it is uh, the exalting of his majesty, his magnification, magnification of him, uh, the exalting of his majesty and his magnification. Every time you say Allahu Akbar, you are uh, exalting his magnification, uh, his majesty and magnifying him. You're uh, declaring his greatness. Uh, every time you say Allahu Akbar, and every time you make the tasbih, Subhana Rabbi al-A'la wa bihamdihi, Subhana Rabbi al-Azimi wa bihamdihi, Subhanak Allahumma wa bihamdika, wa tabarak asmuka wa ta'ala jadduka wa la ilaha ghayruka. Ila akhirihi, the tasbih comes so many times um, in the prayer and can come so many times in the prayer uh, with dhikr and to remember him. 
And dhikr here means not only to remember Allah Ta'ala, but to mention Allah Ta'ala, meaning to take His Mubarak name and to honor His mention as well. So one of the meanings of dhikr is to honor. Uh, that it is a, 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 here the dhikr means what? It is an honor for you and for your people, Ya Muhammad alayka salatu wassalam. It says to, to take his mention, to remember him, take his mention and to honor him, Jalla ala. Uh, uh, all three of those meanings uh, are uh, sadiq over here. So he says that that what is it? It is from your side. It is awe and humility for Allah. Exalted is He above blemish through the vehicle of standing in genuflection and prostration. And it is uh, uh, ijlal, uh, the declaration of His Majesty with uh, ta'zim and His magnification through the vehicle of what? Takbir and tasbih and dhikr uh, through the vehicle of saying Allahu Akbar that Allah is greater than anything else and exalted is Allah above blemish the tasbih and the other forms of the dhikr of Allah Ta'ala Alhamdulillah and the recitation of Quran and uh, uh, and through La ilaha ishadu la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika lahu ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh through the salat and salam on his uh, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam uh, our greatest benefactor and the greatest vehicle Allah Ta'ala has created in His creation for the, the aid and the benefit and the uh, uh, assistance and the salvation of the, of the slaves. فَحَافِذْ uh, salatika, And so guard, uh, so watch over your prayer and guard your prayer jealously. فَإِنَّهَا أَعْظَمُ الْعِبَادَاتِ and because indeed it is the greatest of the uh, acts of worship. Now this is not a, a you know this is not a an exaggeration or rhetorical flourish. It's a children's book for fiqh, and it has all of those fiqhi issues in it that are the most immediate in need and uh, the most agreed upon by and large. So why would he say that? He says that فحافظ على salatika So protect and guard your prayer. Be diligent with your prayer, watchful over your prayer. Don't waste your prayer because it is the greatest of the acts of worship. Uh, it's the greatest of the acts of worship. Why would he say that except for because it's true? Because the um, con conception of the deen, all of it is built on the foundation of this one very simple fact. That from all of the deeds, the salat is the greatest deed that you're going to do after the shahada that brings you into iman saying, La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which is your ticket into, uh, into, into the faith itself. That after that, the greatest of your deeds is the salat. Why would he say that except for it's true? And it's also something for us all to think about that if there's some weird that we think of that's greater than the salat or some act or some deed or some conquest or some whatever it is that we think of that's greater in our hearts than the salat, then we have an aqidah problem and it's an aqidah problem that's not much talked about. And is not people don't give much concern to it, but it really is greater than a lot of the things that people make a big fuss and make refutation videos about online. And if we carry this problem, there's no need to freak out about it. If you see inside your heart that really, you know, like I don't look at the Salat like this, like the greatest of the Ibadat. And there are other things that I, I, I think are like a bigger deal, you know, 
like having a fancy sibha or a fancy jubba or using fancy words or attending some sort of particular program or getting a particular degree or receiving khilafa from a sheikh or God knows whatever other things people aggrandize inside of their hearts. If you realize that you have this problem, no bother, no, no root needs, need to freak out or give up or get offended. Uh, in fact, when you know what your sickness is, then you know how, how to cure it and how to treat it. And uh, this is definitely an illness that, uh, that, that, that may touch some of us from time to time. And uh, once we know that we have it, we, we need to work diligently in order to cure it. What's one of the best things to do to cure it is to force yourself to pray and to force yourself to do it again and again and to force yourself to do it with depth. Um, so that you uh, can correct uh, those bad habits, uh, break those bones that didn't set in straight uh, and then put them in a splint and in a cast so that they can heal up again straight in the way that they're supposed to be rather than uh, healing crooked and uh, then afterward uh, your skeleton can't bear any, any weight, it can't bear any load afterward. So Akhdari uh, rahimahullah ta'ala continues, he says, وَلَا تَتْرُكَ الشَّيْطَانَ يَلْعَبُ بِقَلْبِكَ وَيَشْغَلُكَ عَنْ صَلَاتِكَ حَتَّى يَطْمِسَ قَلْبَكَ وَيَحْرِمَكَ مِنْ لَذَّةِ أَنْوَارِ الصَّلَاةِ فَعَلَيْكَ بِدَوَامِ الْخُشُوعِ فِيهَا فَإِنَّهَا تَنْهَا عَنِ الْفَحْشَاءِ وَالْمُنْكَرِ بِسَبَبِ الْخُشُوعِ فِيهَا فَاسْتَعِمْ بِاللَّهِ إِنَّهُ خير مستعان. So he says, he says, so don't leave, don't leave your salat uh, uh, to shaitan. Uh, 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 don't leave shaitan uh, an open uh, opportunity to pray with your heart and to preoccupy uh, you from your salat. While you're supposed to be praying, your heart is preoccupied uh, by shaitan from the Salat, uh, uh, don't let him do that to the point where he will smite your heart and uh, deprive you from the, from the joy and from the pleasure of the light uh, of the Salat. He says it's your responsibility uh, uh, to be constant in your awe uh, in, in the Salat because it's through that awe that uh, uh, the Salat is then able to uh, prevent someone, prohibit somebody from indecency, from fahsha'i wal munkar, and from sin. Uh, all of it is because of the awe in your heart that you feel for Allah Ta'ala when you stand in front of Him. And seek uh, Allah's help in this matter. And Allah Ta'ala is the best one whose help is ever sought. Now Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala give us tawfiq. Uh, nobody's born. Uh, well, some people, I guess, are, but most of us, uh, you know, are not born with this, like, really amazing salat that we just say Allahu Akbar and then magically we have, like, this amazing uh, ijlal and ta'zim inside of our heart every time we say Allahu Akbar and, you know, khushu' and tawadu' awe and humility, uh, you know, through our standing and through our genuflection and through our prostration. It's something we have to, like, practice. And what better way of doing so than um, in your local masjid this Ramadan? And if you can't make it to the masjid, even in your own house this Ramadan, you know, take out time and take out some courage inside of your heart and try. 
practice really hard, even though you feel like you're a fool by practicing and by putting time and effort into this thing, and it's, you're just going to feel goofy or whatever. Don't worry, you're feel a little bit foolish, feel a little bit goofy. This is not it's not a problem. But try try to focus, try to feel. Say, what am I doing? I'm standing. That this standing itself is a humili- humili- humility in front of Allah. That I'm standing like a slave stands in front of their master. And when you make rukur, you know, especially those of us who've been praying since the time we were kids, um, these things just become habits, right? But say, like, would you, you know, who would you put your head down in front of like this? And it's the same way like a, a dog puts his head down in front of the master when it's getting pet, you know? Feel the, feel the humility and feel the awe in front of Allah Ta'ala when you put your head down in rukur. You know, so when you make sujood, who would you put your literally your, your nose into the ground in front of them? Who would you put your palms on the ground and your forehead in the ground and your nose on the ground? You get down on your hands and knees uh, in front of. You know, think about that. Um, just take a moment to appreciate it. Uh, and and likewise the other uh, parts of the prayer. And don't leave don't leave the you know don't leave any part of the dunya inside of your heart. Don't leave any part of the prayer to shaitan uh, uh, so that he will be able to smite your heart one day and deprive you of the uh, of the nur and of the um, the pleasure of having that light uh, in your heart and having that light bathe your heart what better time to practice any of that than ramadan when the shaitan is chained up in the first place uh, that this is a, a, an opportunity allah made for you and if you need extra practice mashallah all 20 rak'ahs of tarawih they're all there for you. They're all there for you. And all of them are nur. All of them are uh, like a box of candies and a box of cakes and confections and uh, uh, sweet things. Uh, sweet things that really there's so much benefit in and there's so much taste and flavor. And uh, no blood sugar, no diabetes, no fat, no cholesterol, no calories, no need to taste gross like uh, stevia or fake sweeteners or anything. All of it is just pure. All of it is just good. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give all of us so much tawfiq and give us such a salat that that salat that we know how to put our face on the floor and ask Allah ta'ala for all the things we need in this world and the hereafter. And that, that he give us such a salat that, that he gave us the salat so that we can ask and he let us ask so that we can be given. Allah ta'ala fulfill all of our needs through this salat uh, in this world and the hereafter. وَصَلَّى اللَّهُ تَبَارَكُ وَتَعَالَى وَسَلَّمَ عَلَى سَيِّدْنَا مُحَمَّدُ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ وَالسَّلَامُ عَلَيْكُمْ وَرَحْمَ